Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 107. If you're looking for a path, what's the greatest thing you can do with your life? That's the question you can be asking yourself. If you're looking for a path, and I encourage it, think about it this way. What's the greatest thing you could be doing with your life? I was reading one of the uh, newsletters that I, I read that I get in my inbox, and there was an interview of... Uh, Mike Maples, who was on Seed to Scale podcast, he's an entrepreneur, and he said, can I just say one more thing to founders out there? Life is going to go fast, like faster than you ever know. It's tempting sometimes to fall into the trap of just doing a startup, but that's not the path. The path is to do something that you think is going to be the expression of your life's gift to the world, and that's one of the things that I, I wanted to touch on. The path is to do something you think is going to be the expression of your life's gift to the world, which is why on the niches you we're always talking about your gifts, right? I'm always I'm always referring to like what are your gifts? And you you have you know that they're there even if you're still trying to figure them out. They've been there your whole life. Whether or not you've expanded on them and mastered them is a different story. And then the the snippet, the rest of the snippet here just said, when I see founders spin their wheels, it's when they felt it was the, the right time to be an entrepreneur, but they weren't called to do something that was the greatest thing they could do in their life. And so what I'd recommend to anyone who wants to start a company, start the type of company where if it works, it literally becomes your life's work and that your startup is the only startup that you're all in and that you're pursuing a mission bigger than yourself, that you'll fight for, that you would do even if you couldn't raise the money. Now, here's the thing. Some of you are listening and say, oh, I don't want to start a company. This has nothing to do with starting a company. This has everything to do with listening to yourself, to your intuition, to your calling. No, it's not always easy, but that's also because we've been designated a set of choices that, quote unquote, was the easy path, which is also why in some ways we also don't like it. <laughs> so you have you have one or two options. Either you make different choices um, and try to follow a calling and embrace the puzzle that it is and putting it together, or you've delegated that to a system that says, okay, these are your options. And then are presented and branded as great options, yet something may feel off for you. And so that's why I'm bringing this up because it's like the, the question to ask yourself is, if you are trying to better understand your path while you're here, what are some of the greatest things, plural, that you can do with your life? And so how do we identify great things to do with our life? How do we tie ourselves to a mission, which in this case is you? And that's the conversation I want to have in this episode. And I, I wrote out several different points that I want to talk about here for you to consider because I get asked all the time, well, I don't really know my purpose. I don't really know my, my path. I'm like, well, <laughs> the, the hard part about giving advice for that is everybody's here. Everybody here is uniquely different and no two souls have the same path. It is a process of self-discovery and a few other things, which I'm going to, which I've listed off here and I want to talk about. And I made some points on 
so I can't just say, well, this is the path, right? Because then I would be doing nothing different than the way that the, the system says, well, try this route. Now, I can spark the interest for you to look into your path, your journey differently. And that's what I hope to do, right? So I have a few different things here, starting with the first one, which is a great starting place is looking to the past. Sometimes our passions are things we loved doing in our childhood, but forgot about as we grew older. So think back to your younger years for clues about what you might still enjoy. Now, I have mentioned this before. When you were anywhere from like eight, nine, all the way to about 21, probably before eight or nine, but I bring that up because maybe the somewhat memory bank and consciousness of that eight, nine, 10 year old realm to about 21, there were some things you were probably either known for characteristically, maybe behavior wise, maybe they just came easy. Maybe you were tied to some of these just thought processes, creativity, whatever it might be. And then, of course, what constantly happened was, and we've talked about this part before as well, too, that, no, um, these are your paths that you have to choose from. Uh, are you are, are you thinking about your future? And you should be thinking about this, and here are some other options, and here's where you can make good money. So you were told a set of parameters. And no blame, per se, because uh, if we are not learning structure within our own environment or our home or within ourselves. And we're, when we're young, we're very impressionable. Other structure will be designated for us. So I say, look to the past. There were things that you were doing. Remember, I, I brought up on the other podcast about the, the funny thing is, is I was known for sometimes talking too much. Look, I have a podcast <laughs> or the member on that same episode. I talked about writing and how I would get my papers back from all these different teachers in different grades. None of them knew each other. And why was it I was always given the papers back and told the same thing? Like, I like where you're going with this and how you're writing, but it's all over the place. Bring it more concise, bring it more concise. So on one hand, I was known for, it wasn't that I was talking too much. They said that my teachers would say that my voice would carry, which now we understand is a good thing. Um, but so my voice would carry, I like to talk. And then get your thoughts more concise. So that would eventually become my writing, podcasting, communication, other areas of business and things like that. So these things are happening when, when we're young. And it wasn't just that. Uh, I would design. I would draw a lot. I would write. I would draw. I Actually, not a lot of people know I played a lot of sports. But at some point, other interests also took over uh, as I started getting a little bit older. But I played a lot of sports, too. So I understood teamwork and I understood consistency and practice and all these other areas, which that's how teammates could rely on me or I could rely on what I would bring to the table. Right. So look to your past. That's the first one. Look to your past. The second one removing the boundaries. So how do we identify great things to do with our life? You need to remove the boundaries. And this is what I mean. What's something that if the boundaries, quote unquote, of that's not a real job, quote unquote, didn't exist. What's something that if the boundaries of that's not a real job didn't exist, you could see yourself doing for a very long time or possibly the rest of your life. Again, no boundaries. Why is this an important 
task to do for yourself and journal it out, please do. The times we live in, you can turn it into a job or just even a an extension of your livelihood, which doing something on top of the work you already do, and maybe that's not what you do for a living per se, but you're still answering a calling, that invigoration will lead into other areas of your life, whether it be your home life, your relationship, your health, your work, if it's still at a nine to five. So the idea is removing the boundaries. What's something that if the boundaries of that's not a real job didn't exist? And I'm really appealing more towards the, the professional career side because we were and we were put boundaries upon when we were younger because that's again back to the whole structure point so if you were to remove those boundaries and and the reason why i say that we live in a time where anything's possible again i've mentioned this to many people many times there are people online who have created social media accounts to talk about plumbing interior decorating art writing finance financial literacy electricity nutrition, anything that you want because they love those things. Why the nutritionist? Well, it just so happens that their whole life they were into holistic well-being and learning how to uh, heal from inside out and they love testing new foods and you get what I'm saying? It's just something that they love to do. Well, in today's day and age, in this creator economy we live in, you can go online and talk about those things. And you're not necessarily trying to go online and talk to the whole world about it. You're just trying to talk about to the people who maybe that's what they're interested in. And yes, one person can turn into a thousand people, can turn into a million people. The, the, the world is vast. So remove the boundaries of that's not a real job and ask yourself, so if there were no boundaries, what could you see yourself possibly doing for a long time? Number three, this is a great way to identify great things to do with your life. How do we tie ourselves to our mission? Remember, again, this is about finding your path. Identify flow states. A flow state is when you're so absorbed in an activity that you lose track of time. These are often activities we're passionate about. So ask yourself, what is your flow state? Right now, what's cool about flow states is as an example, I can, I'll do deep work sessions. What is a deep work session? I will go anywhere from a, uh, 90 to 120 minutes of uninterrupted work. Whether that is something that I am building systematically for all of the digital endeavors I do, or for a product or class that I'm creating or writing, or in some cases when it was when I was helping clients, and working on their their brands and their entire business and their systems and their layout like i'll go in for a good two hours and be immersed into the into the tasks associated with the focused goal at that time it's not always the completed thing but it could just be something i'm very focused on now what's interesting is you do this whether you are aware of this or not now you can't count netflix (laughs) per se you can't count like Well, you know, I like to just scroll through the internet for for two hours. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about actual flow state where why is it that maybe you could do yoga for two hours straight or even an hour straight and be so immersed in it and and understand every angle, every movement, everything attached to 
doing yoga for that hour, you're very immersed in it and you feel completely entrenched in the energy of it. That's a flow state. I see this all the time like when I'm writing or I'm creating or I'm building and I'm designing, I feel it. Like I, I go in and, and here's a funny thing. Another another great example of a flow when you know you're in flow state. Have you ever been, has somebody ever called you after you've been in a flow state, you are taking a break from your work or painting or writing or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, you were in complete flow state, somebody calls you and you can hear them talking and you understand what they're asking you, but you're still in like a heightened, almost spiritual state and you, it's like you can't switch that off to just start into a conversation about something completely different than what you were just in. That means you, that shows you were probably in a flow state. So I say identify a flow state that, or several times when you know that you have flow state where you feel so immersed and it's almost as if time stops. It really does feel like time stops. I, I'll look up and I go, has it been two hours? It's been three hours. Sometimes I will go over the two hour mark and I'm surprised because I was so involved in it and nothing else existed and I was not distracted. I was not scrolling on my phone in between. Uh, I was not answering my phone. In fact, you might wanna put your phone in the other room. <laughs> so identify flow states. That's a big one to give you an insight into path-related items for you. Number four, personal reflection. Reflecting on what truly brings you joy and fulfillment. This could be activities you lose yourself in. We just talked about that. Topics you can't stop talking about or causes you feel deeply about. So activities you lose yourself in, right? Where are these flow states happening? Topics you can't stop talking about. Now, obviously, talking is one thing <laughs> and then doing is another. But, you know, I say do people come to you for certain things, for help. Let's say they come to you. Let's say you're an accountant, but everybody seems to come to you all the time for nutrition and for body health and, and weight training and yoga or whatever it might be, right? All health-related activities. And you can go on a tear about that all day long, but maybe you're like, I don't really talk, like talking about my job and, and accounting and all that stuff, right? There's, there's signals in the stuff that you can't stop talking about. And I say that there's even layers deeper than that because it may not just be the reason why you love talking about it so much is because maybe you've ended up having a lifelong journey where you not only wanted to know more about your health, but help provide healthy options for the world. And maybe underneath that layer, there's more of um, maybe obstacles you faced very early on that propelled you into needing to learn more about health which became your path and you love talking about it. You, you see what I'm saying? There could be so many layers to it. So personal reflection is so key. You know, it wasn't until years later that I tied the whole uh, writing aspect of my life where I, I thought it was the strangest thing when I did personal reflection. And I thought, wow, why was it that maybe six different grades, whether it was sixth grade, ninth, 10th, 12th, college, two different years, why was it that there were teachers I'd say, I love where you're going with this with the writing for your paper. I don't want to give you this final grade. Keep going. I mean, to me, that was just God. That was preparation for a future. Hey, Matt, you're welcome. You know, here's here's some writing exercises. Here's some additional writing exercises. And this is going to come in handy when I talk about one of the other upcoming episodes. But you'll know what I mean when I get there. So the, the signals are always there. So 
what are activities you lose yourself in topics you can't stop talking about or causes you feel deeply about now keep in mind causes you feel deeply about are you involved yourself are you doing them because i know there's a lot of people out there that um you can get up and and, and protest or you can you know there could be a lot of things that you, you want to see in the world but i'm a very big believer in are you being the thing that you want to see in the world so because the more you're immersed in something the more action oriented you are and the more you're more about getting the outcome for people versus just saying what's wrong with things so i think causes are great so long as you are embodying being them Number five, ask the right questions to yourself. What's important to you? Who's important to you either today or in the future? And what actions do you or can you take in the things that are important to you? What's important to you? Seriously, what's important to you? We have to slow down from a very busy life to become an intentional person. It's amazing when you ask people what they really want or what they'd rather be doing. What do they want for their life? What's important to you? And how many people on the spot can't necessarily answer that? And I understand it and I get it because we can live in a chaotic world or we can create a peaceful one. We can create a more intentional, directional, clear one. Number six, name five ways you can help someone in the thing or things that you are, that are important to you. So if we know what's important, okay, great. What are five ways you can help someone? That'll give you some ideas. These things propel you into a mission, into a purpose. It's there. It's just discovery that you have to be immersed in for yourself. I mean, that's the beauty of who we are. But we get so distracted since we're a very young age, away from ourselves and disconnected, but it's all right there. And so I almost feel bad when people say like, well, I don't really know my purpose. I don't really know what my path is. And I'm like, I can't answer it for you, but there's a lot of clues. There's a lot of clues for you. Take a moment, take several moments, take a year, take several years. I mean, it's your life. You are playing a long game. And then number seven, what are the mediums that you can deliver it on? Like your, your passion, or your purpose. Like, you know, I, I don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm not techie. Cause I don't, you know, I don't really know how to, how to do all the things online to reach more people. Yeah, you do. You use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or LinkedIn. You use zoom, you use email, you use your phone. At this point, we are all doing something technical and the barriers to using it have never been lower. You just have to immerse yourself into the trying of something new and building it from there and saying, oh, like uh, I'm trying to help more people and I need to collect their email because I, I put a message out there and people do want help. So I guess I'll just grab their emails. I don't care if you have to just get them in the DM, your direct message or a text to you, and then you put them into a spreadsheet. Like y You can do these things. So think about what are the mediums you can deliver it on? What online ways can you reach people to talk about it? And I'm not talking about having millions of people or tens of thousands of people. I'm talking about just even a few hundred or 50. And the final thing I'll bring up is seeking feedback. Sometimes others can see our strengths and passions more clearly than we can. Sometimes others can see our strengths and passions more clearly than we can. Here's a great exercise for you guys to try. Go seek out 20 people that you know professional or you know personal whatever it might be and ask them what are my strengths and passions now this is i i did this about 10 12 years ago when i was like thinking about just going in new directions and you have to be very very careful of this exercise for the opinion for this for this one reason be careful of, of this because we don't want to rely on their opinions of us but we're looking for signals 
Okay, so like when I say be careful, we don't want to rely on their opinions, but we are looking for signals because you might get 9, 10, 11, 12 people that say, you know, Matt, I just, I love the way he communicates. I love the way he just writes out things and makes them so succinct or whatever that might be. That's a signal. I can go, oh, you know, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Huh. I wonder what I can do with that. So it's more signal based versus someone saying, oh, you know, they're so fit. They should just be. Uh, a weight trainer coach it's like well you may not be called to that so you have to be very very careful i just think it's a great exercise to see how others are seeing you because sometimes we're so critical of ourselves so sometimes a lot of times seeking feedback gives us information on how we're being viewed by people we love and trust more so than how we sometimes see ourselves so those are the different there's about eight different ways i say can help you more define your path and get into the what's the greatest thing you can do with your life or greatest set of things that you can do with your life use these your life is about constant discovery seriously and stay in that curious discovery state i love you guys i appreciate it as always thank you for tuning in uh, please leave a written review on Apple. I've been reaching out to some of you as you've been sharing the show and asking you as well. Please leave a five-star review on Apple. Of course, if you would like to join, actually, I'm asking you, please join my texting platform, 480-530-7352. I would love to have you on the texting platform. It's free. Just every week, I send out either messages uh, that are for your soul or related to these podcast episodes. Plus, I will be giving my book updates coming up here uh, later this year and uh, a few more things that are coming up, like some really cool workshops and other things. I would love to have you on that. And of course, you can also check out my writing, my longer form writing, mattgottesman.substack.com. Everything you need is in the show notes. There is also a clarity workshop in there. It's free. I just want you guys to have access to you. (laughs) So please be sure to check that out. I appreciate you guys as always. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.